Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. If you are not familiar with our podcast, what is Vegetarian Zen, you might ask? Let me explain. We are a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious for sharing tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. And I am one of your hosts. I have been forever and will be going forward, <laughs> hopefully, unless you kick me out, Larissa. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. And even if I kick you out, you'll still be Vicky. <laughs> That's true. But I'm not kicking you out. That's very true. I just won't <laughs> be here. All right. All right. Uh, in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, which is episode 187, by the way, for all you kids keeping track at home. <laughs> uh, we just woke up for a nap, in case you're wondering. So we're kind of... giddy. Yeah, kind of saucy. And it was a good size nap. Sometimes you can sleep too little, and then sometimes we can sleep way too long. Like, you know how we go to sleep when it's day, and then we wake, wake up, up and, and it's, it's night, night, and we're dis- dis- <laughs> disoriented. This was a good one. So you guys are in for a treat today. <laughs> uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about different types of mushrooms and talk about mushroom nutrition and belt- health benefits. Belt benefits. Belt benefits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, and we're going to get into this a little bit into the episode, but mushrooms are a really, really good substitute in some meat recipes mm-hmm. as as uh, for meat. So we're going to get into that. But first, drum roll. We have a new lady. Hey, was that a good drum roll? That was, that pretty was actually roll. pretty good. I wouldn't right. have trusted myself with that. Yeah, right. Okay, it's hit or miss with me. So <laughs> that was you. Look surprised. I, I was looking, you look like wow. I pulled yeah, that I off. <laughs> All right. So yes, we do have a new rating, and it's uh, from a uh, someone who calls themselves a newer podcast listener uh, from the U.S. And the title of the review that they left us was informative and all inclusive. And they go on to say the content on all of the podcasts I have listened to are informative, helpful and fun. Vicky and Larissa are a joy to listen to and their podcast is always just the right amount of time. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to head out to iTunes and leaving us a rating. You know, especially right now, this time of year, there are a lot of new podcasts that are launching at the beginning, being in the beginning of the year. So it's kind of competitive within the iTunes uh, directory. <laughs> so there's a lot of things being uh, put at the forefront. And we really appreciate folks that go out there and do that for us because that helps us to stay at, toward the top of the uh well, I don't know how to say it. the the I pretty much the directory. Mm-hmm. So when people are looking for vegetarian, that we still come up within the first top five. That's right. helpful. So we're the popular kids. <laughs> well, and the reason is is because then people will download us and we get more listeners. So that's very motivating to us. So we really appreciate you taking the time to go out there to iTunes and do that. And if you haven't done so, please do so. We greatly appreciate it, and we appreciate them so much. We read them on the show. Absolutely. And uh, another thing we appreciate is new patrons Yay. on our, right, absolutely, on our Patreon campaign. Campaign. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I paused because I heard hissing and then I heard Cosmo whining. So he's. Well, I see the tail wagging in the other room. So he he's in a playful mood and the cats want nothing to do with him when he's in a playful mood. So he's. he's <laughs> and they're separated by a baby I just see gate, tail so. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, all right. So we have a new patron on our Patreon campaign. You want to explain real quick what Patreon is in case folks don't. Uh, no? Sure. Uh, Patreon is a way that um, our listeners can help to fund the podcast 
uh, on a monthly basis. And it's a it's actually a platform for creators of any sort of artistic kind of art, like yeah. uh, right. So it's more uh, so as most folks know who are from who listen to podcasts. These are not for I mean for the people who produce them. We have to pay money to be able to put them out, and it depends on how much money you invest in your particular. Uh, podcast but we like to have good equipment we like to so that way the sound comes back good to you um we have to pay uh, media hosting and all of that so it costs us a little bit of money to do that we've been doing this now for four years so it it uh, does start to add up for us. So we launched this Patreon campaign last year, and we are so blessed to have folks that help us keep the lights running here on Vegetarians. And so uh, you, on that note, you want to introduce our new supporter. Okay, so our newest supporter is at the Rutabaga Rockstar level, and we have different levels of, of support. It's all the way from a dollar a month to $50 a month with lots of increments in between. Uh, but our newest... Uh, supporter is Lindahl Sargent, and she is at the Rutabaga Rockstar level. Rockstar. And, and she is all the way in Australia. That's awesome. So thank you so much for your support, and um, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and if uh, we have a list of all of our supporters on our website. Again, we are so appreciative of them. They have their own page, and that is the Golden Apple Roundtable page of mm-hmm. supporters. So, uh, Linda, you will be added to that page. And again, everyone who contributes to us, we so greatly appreciate that because you do help keep the lights on here. Right. And if you would like to become a patron, just visit uh, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash vegetarians in. And you can do so for as little as a dollar a month, which mm-hmm. is a quarter an episode typically. So. All right. Thank you very much. All right. On that note, are we ready to get into our main topic? Yeah, let's do that. So the first thing that I have in our outline is uh, just, it's a strictly quoted definition from uh, either Wikipedia or one of the um, like food type analysis websites. So uh, it says that edible mushrooms, and that that is an important uh, note, I guess, to make in this episode. (laughs) We're talking about edible mushrooms, not not uh, fun mushrooms. <laughs> uh, although those you eat those too, but yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Edible mushrooms are the fleshy and edible fruit bodies of several species of macro fungi, fungi, which bear fruiting structures that are large enough to be seen with the naked eye. They can appear either above or below ground or above ground where they may be picked by hand. Edibility may be defined by criteria that include absence of poisonous effects on humans and desirable taste and aroma. All right. And these are the ones that are used for food and medicine, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, not for, well, (laughs) medicine and not for for fun times, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we say that, but I mean, it's really poison. It's poisoning you, right? The hallucinogenic effects of it? I think so. I'm not not really sure. I don't know how that works. I'm not a shroom expert. No, me neither. Thank goodness. Uh, I don't think that would do well for me. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So anyway, as, as we were talking about the hallucinogenic kind of mushrooms, technically, yeah, they can be eaten, but they tend to cause nausea and disorientation. So yeah, in a sense, you're right. Um, so they're not That's really considered edible. Don't do that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Don't eat me. I'll make you sick. All right. So now mushrooms may be found, edible mushrooms may be found either in the wild or cultivated. So if you're foraging 
for wild mushrooms. And I, you know, I, I don't know that I would do this because I would be nervous. I just like berries. Yeah. I would be really nervous yeah. about that, but you just need to make sure you know what you're looking for. That's not one you want to take a chance on. Exactly. So what you're looking for. And then also you need to know what to avoid. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so learn to identify which mushrooms are edible and which ones are poisonous and should be given a wide berth. Right. That's if you're planning to go right hunting, hunting. for mushrooms. But again, like I said, I would be too nervous. Uh, no, I, I'm, that's what grocery stores are for. <laughs> exactly. All right. So even mushrooms that are edible can cause allergic reactions in some people. Remember that happened to me one time? It was very strange. It's it's never happened to you since. It was I made a mushroom stroganoff, and it was just I guess it was a lot of it was mushroom overload. I guess I think in my entire life I've broken down into hives maybe twice, and mm-hmm. that was one of them. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't isolate anything no. else. That could but there was it. a big mushroom overdose, and yeah. that. And then the next time I had mushroom mushrooms, I tried just a little bit mm-hmm. just to see what it would do to me, and it didn't do anything. But mm-hmm. I think it, I think that's what it was. It was just too much. Yeah, it had to be. Okay, so uh, also edible mushrooms that have um, been stored improperly or that are just too old can also make you sick. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just I think about even the ones that we've had just a little bit too long in the refrigerator. Yeah. And they get all slimy and everything. They get slimy Blah. and they smell funny. And yeah, so don't don't take a chance with mushrooms. I guess that's what we're saying, right? All right, so let's talk about some of the health benefits. Okay, now as with a lot of the produce that we've talked about that have thin or no skin uh with mushrooms it is a good idea to go organic so way back we did do i have to an episode on do we have to buy organic and our conclusion from that was that no you don't have to buy everything organic if you're going to buy only certain produce organic it should be those with the thin or very no Mm -hmm. or no skin right and uh but this obviously is one because they they're little sponges. They are little sponges. They are going to soak up everything. Um, so that's yeah. one. Yeah, invest, yeah, good or invest bad. Invest in the organic with this this one. Yeah, right. So good or bad. Good mm-hmm. or bad. That's so that's, point. you know, it. the fact that they're they're very spongy, you know, and so they, they do soak up everything. So any um, heavy metals, air pollutants, water pollutants, they're um, especially susceptible to absorbing those mm-hmm. but also good nutrients in soil and water so it's kind of you know both ways right but definitely if you're, you you want to get organic to avoid um, as much of the bad stuff as you can all right now studies presented in 2013 in the journal of the federation of american Soci- societies <laughs> for experiment biology experimental biologies it just i laughed because it just sounded like something i would have made up when i was young uh, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Federation sure. of the American Societies for Experimental Biology. <laughs> what do you biology? work? I work for the American Societies for Experimental Biology. Um, <laughs> that uh, subbing white button mushrooms for red meat can help you to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I will say, even if it doesn't help you lose weight, it's uh, just very satisfying in itself. It's kind of that mm-hmm. chewy mm-hmm. or a little bit of chewy. Portobello mushrooms are good for that as well. Right, yeah. Uh, and then um, adding mushrooms to your diet could help to improve your vitamin D levels. And mushrooms contain long chain polysaccharides. Saccharides? Is mm-hmm. that right? Um, which can help to boost your immune system. So and who doesn't need that, right? Exactly. All right. As far as nutrition goes, mushrooms are low in calories 
Uh, they're an excellent sources of antioxidants, including selenium. Uh, and selenium combines, when you combine it with vitamin E, it helps to protect your cells against free radicals. And then also uh, in shiitake mushrooms, and we'll talk about different types of mushrooms in a minute, but in shiitake mushrooms in particular, there's a an antioxidant called lentinin, which strengthens the immune system to help fight uh, immune disorders such as AIDS. Which awesome. is awesome. I mean, yeah, we, we need all the help we can get with our immune systems, as I said before. And if that wasn't enough, wait, there's more. There's more. They're also high in potassium, protein, fiber, and vitamin B. And they're also a good source of copper, which helps us to, to protect our cardiovascular system. So... Yay, mushrooms. Yay. All right. <laughs> Yay, non-poisonous mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's move into to types of mushrooms. And I, I got to tell you something funny here. So, so <laughs> I already know what you're going to do. knows what I'm going to say. So um, in this outline, I don't normally do this, but in this outline, I put um, next to each, the, the name of each kind of mushroom, I put a picture so that as we're talking, you know, if we want to describe them, we can, we'll have it to look at. And we were reviewing the outline before we started recording and I just got, we got down to that part and I just got this horrible, oh my God, from Vicky because <laughs> apparently one of the things that bothers her, okay, so I'm bothered by like pictures of um, eyes, like people's eyes, like up close and personal. It freaks me out. So I know the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. And so I know that Vicky's um, freaked out by potato eyes. Yes. Okay. And apparently she's also freaked out by mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of the mushroom pictures, no, just a couple of them. Some of them are pretty about. freaky. I, potato eyes, I don't know why. Somebody posted, was it Kevin Hicks? Somebody posted, uh, one of Hi, our Kevin. listeners, somebody, yeah, somebody posted a picture of a potato and it had these huge eyes on it and it, for some reason, <laughs> just freaks me out. Like, just. <laughs> and I love potatoes, so it has nothing to do with me not liking potatoes. It's kind of like when, and I was telling her, I said, kind of like if I see somebody poke an ant pile or something, and all these ants come <laughs> streaming out of it, it also gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't <laughs> it's know. It's just one of those things. things. Yeah. Yeah. So who knew, right? <laughs> That's one thing I didn't know about you is that uh, certain mushrooms just freak you out. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> a couple of these I hadn't seen. Yeah, that, so. they are kind of weird looking. Mm-hmm. All right, so so um, let's go and talk about some of them, shall we? All right, let's talk about the chanterelle variety. Okay, go ahead. All right, so the chanterelle variety. Now, this is I don't is this very common? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Are they pretty common? Well, okay, are well, they now, common okay. in our house? Because I haven't no, seen them not in, in our, our house. house. Okay. And now, a lot of these, uh, if you go to like the grocery store, some of these you can find dried. Um, and then you just reconstitute them when you use them. Oh, okay. Right. right. Maybe I didn't. Maybe that's why, because when they go to the produce, I don't recall seeing chanterelle. But it, then again, I wasn't looking for them. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's right. not that. Okay. All right. So these have a fruity, peppery kind of taste to them. Mm-hmm. Their texture is meaty and chewy. So if these are some that you like, again, these could be good substitutes in meat recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they last up to 10 days refrigerated and... They have a high moisture content. So saute, dry, and they will release their own liquid. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think most mushrooms are kind of like that. Um, but yeah, that's good. That's good to know. But all right. Some uses for chanterelles are to slice and saute in butter, um, to cut in chunks and bake with onions in broth. That sounds interesting. 
And then uh, vegetable broth, of course. That sounds good. I could make everything with onions. Remember, I, you know, like when you're sauteing onions and it, onions yeah. and peppers, I it just... smells so good. It's so good. Sauteed onions and garlic smells so good. All right. Uh, and then also you can serve uh, what you just made over pasta or rice. And that would be good. All right. The next variety of the button, and these are the ones that I'm the most feel familiar mm-hmm. with myself. I think these are the yeah, ones most we, are, yeah. most people keep around their house. Mo- They're the more little often. white ones that look like a button. Right. Hence the name button. Uh-huh. <laughs> or white mushrooms. <laughs> and these are, these tend to be more mild, earthy in flavor, and they are available year round. So. Right. Right. Okay. Now here's something that I didn't know. I learned, I always learn stuff when I'm doing these outlines, but this is what I learned from this one, um, among other things, is that I didn't realize that button mushrooms, cremini mushrooms, which we'll talk about next, and then uh, portobello mushrooms are actually the same mushroom. Really? I did not know know that. that. And I mean, they look similar, right? So it makes sense. But so cremini, let's talk about creminis. Okay. Creminis are just, they're button mushrooms that are more mature. They're the grown up kind. Right. (laughs) Well, now I, I think they're the teenagers. Oh, the I teenagers. Button okay. mushrooms are the babies. Is, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So they're brown instead of white, uh, and they're slightly larger than the buttons. Of course, that makes sense, right? Uh, their flavor is still mild, but it's a little bolder than white mushrooms because they're a little more mature. And they're also called baby portobellos. There's your clue. Did not know that. <laughs> right. And then we'll talk about portobellos. There's your clue. <laughs> uh, well, let's skip to portobellos real fast. Um, we had one in between, but... One that I don't like the picture of it anyway, so let's go down. <laughs> portobellos. All right, those, so are, por- those, are per- those are okay looking. Yeah. <laughs> portobellos are white button mushrooms that are all grown up. So if you just let them grow, they end up as portobellos. They're, again, they have a mild flavor, and they have this really, really satisfying, meaty texture that makes them really great meat substitutes. And one of our favorite things to do with them is to make fajitas. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, you just oh marinate them like Those you really marinate good. fajita meat and then do that. Oh, so good. You see these a lot in burgers too. Mm-hmm. Yes, because of that texture. Right. All right. So let's go back up to the one that, that creeps you out. Hiding one of the, the ones. Hiding the picture. Okay. You hide the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Those are uh, morals. Right. And so they're chewy and flavorful and... They are actually um, wild mushrooms, so they're harvested in the spring. And one thing about them is they do tend to be very expensive. So, and you know, some of the the less common ones are just because they're less common. And I mean, you know, it take either it takes more work to get them, or they're just not as available. So these can be up to twenty dollars a pound. Hmm. So that's pretty pricey. Yeah. But I mean, if you have a specific use for them, you know, a nice dinner or something, it might be I worth it. I guess if you really like the taste of them, I'm sure this mm-hmm. has its own unique taste too. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So some uses are, uh, they're, th- now these are long and they're like a dark brown color and they're, they're long, tall, right? And they're kind of ruffly. And so they have a hollow base that you can't, so it like hollow up the center. So you can stuff it. Through, oh. through that base mm-hmm. and then or you can cut it in half and uh, fill it just like a bell pepper or uh, and then once you've done that fry these or bake them and then um, you can also slice them and add them to wine and cream sauces okay the last one is this the last one no yeah. there's some oh, okay more. <laughs> yeah. okay the one that i keep scrolling past the picture past the picture <laughs> is the enoki mushroom <laughs> and this is uh, native to japan and again there's nothing wrong with that i mean it just 
first of all, they look like the they, picture looks like a bunch of Q-tips, really. It just, really kind of does. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, it's like if you're holding a bunch of Q-tips. Yeah. These are uh, crisp white with long stems and tiny caps, and they're popular in Asian cooking. Uh, and they probably taste wonderful. I probably... Do they have them... I, do you know if they sell them uh, like in Asian dishes here or are these just pretty much... Um, No, you can get them here. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can get them here. Uh, you know, Whole Foods sells a lot more variety of mushrooms than R-H-E-B, you know. And I, I haven't really noticed all of the different varieties that they have, but uh, we'll have to look next time we go. But also, we've got several Asian markets in town that you could yeah. probably buy them. And if if you can't buy them fresh, they also come canned. Although I canned mushrooms are not, you know. <laughs> yeah. But when we were growing up, my mom my mom doesn't like mushrooms, but when she did use mushrooms for anything, it was always that little can, the B and B broiled in butter mushrooms. <laughs> um so I didn't I wasn't introduced to fresh mushrooms until I was an adult and they're so much better. All right, let's quickly scroll past that. To, okay. <laughs> to shiitake. All right. So these are grown mostly in Japan, China, and Korea. And they, uh, they're they meaty, like portobellos. They're good in soups and sauces. And um, this is kind of weird. If you can't find them fresh, you can also buy them in powdered form to add to like soups and to kind of give it a... Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Give it a... Heartier texture. A shiitake like taste. Like a thicker <laughs> shiitake taste and like a thicker texture for soups and, and sauces. Okay. So, you know, it's funny when I think of shiitake, uh-huh. uh, as a Golden Girls fan, do you remember when Dorothy was, uh, Dorothy Spornak, the teacher, she said, somebody was re- writing graffiti about her and they said, Dorothy Spornak eats. And then she said, I'll just change that to shiitake, shiitake. mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dorothy. <laughs> So, so just a couple of uses for shiitake mushrooms are to simmer in soy sauce to make a bouillon. Um, and you can use that as a, a base for soups or sauces. And then also you can add them to light cream sauces and serve that over pasta or rice or however you want. Okay, then uh, we have oyster mushrooms, and these have a sweeter flavor. They are they sometimes have a flavor similar to anise, which depending on, uh, and that really just depends on where they are foraged. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, so sweeter. I don't know that I've had these before. I haven't. Usually, I, I look at you to see if I have. You'll know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that I'm aware of, but uh, yeah, so some uses for oyster mushrooms are um, to add to stir fry, and you want to add them to the end, at the end because the, the caps on these are really thin, so they cook uh, quickly. You can also, again, use them in cream sauces, and uh, you can also, now this is interesting, you can take larger oyster mushrooms, bread them, and then fry them. So that's interesting. Just pan fry, not deep fry. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that, but all right, so there's one more. All right, and that is porcini mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And these tend to have a meaty texture, similar to portobellos and shiitake. Uh, also a little bit nuttier in flavor, and they are available fresh, dried, and canned. And so to learn more about all these, now, I mean, I found when I was doing this research, of course, you know, there's tons of resources online, but I found the coolest resource. It is, um, it's a cookbook that's online and it's the entire book that's just completely free there. And it's called uh, wild about mushrooms, the cookbook of the mycological society of San Francisco. And for those of you wondering, yes, that's a mushroom society. So 
<laughs> but it's super cool. I mean, it's got this whole, uh, it has, um, talks about all the different kinds of mushrooms with the pictures. That's what I think that's where I got the pictures. And then um, it has like all kinds of recipes and everything. So definitely check it out. We'll put the uh, link in the show notes. All right. I think that does it for our main topic. Are you ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. Okay. This recipe was provided to us, suggested by Jenny Ariola, And she is, as with all of our recipe of the weeks, we pull these from our peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots society. What's up, guys? That is our closed Facebook group at Facebook forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, and uh with a dot com in there somewhere that's right something some somewhere in there <laughs> uh the recipe this week is potato nochi with mushrooms and feta uh-huh. that sounds awesome it does it sounds really good i, I see you have a link a here too yeah and it'll be it'll be in the show notes okay i'll let you get to the quote of the week i know you were really proud of this one this is a cool quote oh i just uh, okay so let me preface this by saying that I I don't know where this came from. Um, I saw it on a coffee mug. so <laughs> It's cool. Yeah, it really is. It was a really cute mug. So, all right. It says, advice from a mushroom. Be down to earth. Spawn new ideas. Keep a low profile. Know when to show up. Stay well-rounded. Start from the ground up. Be a fungi. <laughs> I just nice. love it. I just loved it. It nice. was so cute. You pulled off that fun guy really good, Thank too. You. You, you you executed that very well. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So um, every week we like to close with a product that we recommend sharing with you guys. Uh, this product that we're promoting this week is something that I just tried just began subscribing to last month mm-hmm. when I kept seeing their ads, and that is the Dollar Shave Club. Now... I did a little bit of return on investment analysis, being the business analyst that I geek that I am, and I asked Larissa, "What are we spending right now on razors?" Mm-hmm. Um, and she gave me that number back, and I thought, "Hmm, that's more expensive than I thought." So they had a promotion. I'm pretty sure it still goes. It's still going on. I don't think it was just a holiday thing. That uh, you can try your first razor for a dollar, <clears throat> and the deal is, is that they have three levels of razors. And I got the middle one, which normally would be $3 a month. And um, I got to tell you, I was really, I just got the box last week. I ordered the razor with uh, a shaving butter, which I really appreciate because the other reason that I was, I was, uh, would tried them and was because none of their products are tested on animals. Mm-hmm. So that that's very important to us. And I got to tell you, the shave butter is it's really, really nice. nice. Have you used it yet? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I didn't even and have the to put lotion. Razor is good quality too. Very good quality. I was really impressed by the handle, the quality of the handle, um, and I also ordered some uh, hair clay. So my hair is short and it's curly. So to add a little bit of definition, I usually need something to keep it in place, especially with the ninety-nine percent humidity that we're yeah. running at right now here in South Texas. So um, trying that out and I was really, really impressed. So I will be keeping that. It was kind of a promo to see if you liked it that they right. give you the first month. You should know we're not affiliates for the, them in any way. This is just a product that I thought I'd share with you guys because one of the popular questions we get is about cosmetics or things of that nature that are cruelty-free. Mm-hmm. So this is one that they don't test on animals. So Great. it feels 
good to support companies like that. Yeah. Oh, and it came, you know, it came in the bo- in a box with like a, a fun little newsletter and, yeah. you know, very nicely packaged. And so, yeah, really, really good. And if you have any questions for them, if you go out to their Facebook page, they're pretty responsive. It did take about a day, but it was during the holidays. So I wouldn't have expected them to turn around and answer my question right away. But um, I just verified about the animal testing and they responded. Yeah, so. great. And, uh, you know, we'll put, uh, to help you out there, we, we'll put in the show notes uh, at uh, vegetarianzen.com for, forward slash 187. We will put the links to their website, their social media info, and all that fun stuff. So you can just, you know, you can go to our website, check out the show notes, and find it all right there for you. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Larissa, what's the question this week? Question. So, are you a mushroom eater? Do you eat mushrooms regularly? And um, if so, what is uh, your favorite type or favorite types, if you like more than one? Mushroom pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Mushroom stroganoff, as long as it's not a... Overdose. Overdose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.